And I, and I will say, I will preface it with, I would do all of this again. My experience, although it was 43 hours of labor, 41 weeks and three days, to me, I'm like, that is how she was meant to come into this world. Where I say, I think the trauma comes when there, when you don't feel supported, or maybe you don't know all your options, where I just felt like along the way, I knew everything that was happening. Hey guys, my name is Shayla. Welcome to the Hey Shayla podcast. I went from full-time travel to full-time new COVID mom and holy wow, is motherhood and adulting a learning curve. There are so many decisions we need to make and a million ways to do it right. I created this podcast to interview some of my gurus to share their knowledge and empower you on your journey. Let me be your guinea pig and ask the questions that you think everyone else knows. Here, we're a little hippie, we try to do things as naturally as possible, and we don't take ourselves too seriously. But above all, we support one another and work to find what works. If you're into it, you're our people. Let's get started. Hey guys, thank you for coming back uh, to the Hey Sheila podcast. Today, I am interviewing Liz Kruger. And I'm super excited to have Liz on because you're just the realest of the real. Like, I feel like I could ask you anything and you'll just share whatever you feel good, bad, happy, sad. And that's what I see on your Instagram. You and I met uh, when I was pregnant with Aaliyah at Lululemon because you're the, what do you call yourself? The curator? They call me the curator. Oh, they call me the curator. <laughs> and I have to explain it every time, but I I'm do sure. not work in an art gallery or a museum. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. All right. So I want to start this out by having you kind of, yeah, share what you do, who you are. And then I want to talk with you about your C-section. And I want to talk with you about your, your postpartum and kind of body image, getting back into physical shape and your mindset around that and all of those super light conversations. <laughs> the lightest of the light. Just yeah, so. let's just, <laughs> I'm here for it. Perfect. All right. So tell us about you and what you do and who you are. So I live in uh, North Loop, Minneapolis. So I'm local um, to Minnesota here. Um, whenever people ask me what I do, I'm like... I do a lot of things. I, I, I feel like now being a mom, I just feel like it just added another title to all the titles. I don't like, I usually don't give my job title when people ask me. It's like, I'm a curator. I think I'm like a connector of humans. Um, I do yeah. do events. I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a friend. Um, I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's why we do I feel like we're singing that song. Like, I'm a wife, I'm a mother. Those are the words. Those you are your that. words. Yeah. I'm, I'm a so curator. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm a lot of things. And I think uh, people that know me know that. I guess my path in life has not been linear. Um, I think we all think we're supposed to take a certain path. But I was, you know, in school for broadcasting. Then went back to school to be a cosmetologist. Then I was in the fitness industry. And then I was in sales. And now I'm in events. And I've just kind of been all over the board. But I think, like, the one common thread is people and bringing people together and um, being around people. I'm an extreme extrovert, although I feel like I'm becoming more of an intro introvert. Um, just That's being, funny. Yeah, I, I just... I like it. I like babies. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's because because baby or because COVID or just all I, the. I think the combination. I think being pregnant. First of all, I thought I was gonna when I thought about being pregnant. I'm just we're just going right into this. I'm just yeah you know? yeah. <laughs> like being pregnant, I thought I was gonna be around all the people and I was gonna be at events and people were gonna be touching my belly and <laughs> all these things that I probably wanted and people don't usually want that but I was like pretty excited yes. like and then I saw like nobody like I've seen people that didn't even see me pregnant and I have a baby and I think it's the weirdest thing ever so yeah. I think just that experience of like being forced to isolate um I didn't want to be miserable the whole time I was isolating basically in a pandemic so I just found the silver lining in all of it and so now I think I'm just better at it I, I wouldn't say that I'm like 
need, I'm not a permanent extrovert. That's, or I mean, introvert, sorry, but um, right. I'm not committing to this <laughs> introverted thing. I really love my people. Yeah, it's fluid. It's fluid. Yeah. Well, that's life. Yeah. But, yeah. And I feel like you are the queen of silver lining. I feel like you are always trying to find that silver lining. And what we, did, we did a panel the other day and they were talking about mom guilt. And you're like, I don't know. I just don't really, I heard a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I decided not to do that. And I was like, what? <laughs> Only person I've ever heard in my whole life. But like, I took it to heart. I was just like soaking it up. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? You're a mom guilt. You're like, I don't know. I feel like she gets to socialize with everyone else and like create relationships with everyone else. And I was like, okay. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. <laughs> so I like hearing your little tidbits of everything because it's just and I'm I'm sure I mean like anyone you're not always the happiest Liz in the whole wide world but you are good at finding the silver lining I will give you that you're very good at it (laughs) I think it's a coping mechanism though honestly like I'm not gonna say that like I'm like because I am generally like a pretty happy person like I just had something the other day was like I don't think you really like have a bad day I'm like I have like bad moments it's very rare that I have like bad days but I also do think that like I always say that, like, I'm not a meditator. I'm not, like, a big yogi, but I, like, gratitude is, like, my thing. So it's, like, I always just, like, take myself back to, like, what I'm, like, blessed with or what I, like, yeah, uh, am grateful for and, like, all of that. And so, like, I, it's literally a lot of self-talk. Like, I do everything. It's, like, you know, I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. No, I don't miss my baby. I don't miss my baby. This Mm -hmm. is good for her. This is good for her. And I'm, like, yeah. Yeah. You just, like, kind of, I don't know. I feel like it's, like, a tool Totally. If you have to find a silver lining. Yeah. Right. So you don't spiral out of control. That's good. Well, so, I mean, that leads us right into the C-section, I feel like, or like, well, the whole thing, the pregnancy, the birth, the delivery, the, all the things. Yeah. Like the expectations were there and um, (laughs) nothing. I don't know. I just, I always had like kind of a fear of getting pregnant for a lot of reasons, um, just because of like all the things that you hear and whatever. Yeah. And so like I had to, you know, try to get past that. But I also had expectations for myself. Um, when I did get pregnant, cause people were like, oh, you're so into fitness. It'll be easy for you. Blah, 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 blah. You're like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I-, I can do this. Like, and so then I was kind of like amping myself up. Like, oh, if other people that have done this say that I'm going to be okay, like I'm going to be like pretty okay. Yeah. Um, but then when you find out when you're pregnant, like two weeks into a pandemic, um, like that also was not in my scenario of when I'm getting pregnant in this lifetime was not like during a pandemic. So yeah. that I think changed everything in, in general for me. So, um, yeah, so I had all those expectations of what it was going to be like, and it was nothing like, <laughs> like, I don't, I can't find one thing that was like, <laughs> I thought it would be, although what I kind of deep down knew is like kind of what happened. Like, you know, when you know your genetics and you know how, like I knew how my mom and my sisters, like pregnancy and labor and delivery, it was all kind of laid out on the table for me, but also that's not a for sure thing either. Like you're nothing is for sure. Right. So you're like, that's probably not going to be me because we're very different people. Yeah. So, yeah. So I went into it just, I mean, very sick, I like love working out. I couldn't work out. I love eating healthy. I didn't eat healthy. We were just talking like it was like, so you're eating your cereal. I ate lots of cereal. I ate lots yeah. of pastries and I just literally ate whatever would make me feel like I could get through the day. Yeah. Um, and so I did a lot of that. And so that kind of turned my world upside down. Like my normal routine was no longer. Um, I was horizontal a lot, yeah. <laughs> um, like on work calls, like, God, I hope they can't see me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it just th- from the beginning was not what I expected. And then I got myself a doula because I really wanted to have support. And I was like, support is really important to me. And, you know, we go over all of the things, but we didn't really ever talk about a C-section because I didn't really think it was going to be my reality. And even at the hospital I delivered at, they said that I think it was either 93 or 95 percent of their births were vaginal. And so I was like, oh, that's a pretty good percentage. Like in the, so I was like, I'll be good. So I just, it just never really crossed my mind that I would be having a C-section. Well, and that's what we were talking about before is like, I feel 
it doesn't cross a lot of people's minds until they have a breech baby or they have preeclampsia or they need a scheduled C-section and they have to like think about having a C-section. You, you process it afterwards because you don't, a lot of people don't think that's going to happen. They're like, okay, I'm going to do it vaginally. I'm going to do it, whatever. And then it, the plans go separate way and you have to just, uh, this is such a sensitive subject that I get so nervous talking about it because I don't, I was on a podcast the other day and I was like, yeah, it's, you don't want to be like, oh, bummer. I got a C-section. And the woman was like, yeah, like that. Like, you don't want to say bummer about a C-section. I was like, I know I should have said that, (laughs) but that's, you don't expect to have it. So then when you have it, you have to process it differently. So tell, like explain how it Well, tell us about your birth. Like, tell us how it all actually went down. Yeah. I mean, I also thought that you go into labor, (laughs) which I didn't naturally, like it was like, oh, we're at 41 weeks. And then I was like, so I guess we're going to do a bunch of things to make my body, you know? And so then I'm like, oh, people have inductions. So this might take a few hours, whatever. I went in 24 hours before, got these little sticks put in my cervix. Um, That was interesting. Um, And then you go home and you just sit. They go, you go home? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you just chill on your couch. You know, they just tell you, like, like, don't work out or anything. But you can just, so then I'm like, this is weird. I have, like, a bunch of sticks in my cervix. So like it wasn't very like settling, but and it wasn't very comfortable going in. Once they're in, you're fine, but yeah. it's supposed to like force the ripening of your cervix. Because I okay. was the tip of your pinky, not even a full pinky, you know. So I was like, we can't even like scrape my membrane. She's like, if I could get anything, yes, we could. Yeah. So I was like starting from square one. <sighs> so then I went in. We had a scheduled induction for the next day at like seven a.m. So I went in at 7 a.m. I was like, having a baby today. <laughs> Were you dilated when you got in? So when they took them out, I was at a two, but it's like a forced two. It's like these things go in. I think about it almost like a tampon. Like when they get yeah. moist, they expand. And so they're going to expand. But when they're taken out, will that expansion stay or will it go? So I was technically at a two. So then we did the pill. I forget if I did Cervidil or Dilapan. I can't remember all the names. Whatever. They stick a pill with a long thing up my hoo-ha uh, and said, we're going to wait three hours. And so I was like, okay. So we just wait and it's supposed to ripen your cervix. And then they came back and they did it a second time. Well, I just like to share this part of the story because it was the most traumatic part of my whole thing was that Sorry. they did the um, the pill thing again. And there's like a little hook on the pill. What? Like there's like a long thing and there's a hook and then the pill goes on the end of it. And when she did it, I was like, ah, like I was like, oh, my God. I was like, we did that last time and that didn't. Yeah, happen. Um, so I say that was probably like 3 p.m. and I was in at 7 a.m. So something was lacerated. And so every time I went to the bathroom, when <gasps> I felt like somebody was taking a knife and like. And so then from the beginning of my labor, I was having to like justify to all these humans that like something in fact was happening down there. So we were like shooting lidocaine to try to like help, but they were just maybe from our gloves. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is like super painful. So it kind of that to me was like very traumatic because it leads into, it it goes into my C-section as well. So anyway, so that all happens and then. Things are happening. We're doing, we did the balloon because I was, still wasn't. So we had the balloon in me. Um, I know this is a lot of information. So just it's Google like birth, yeah. balloon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see what it is. I like, I don't remember the names for all this stuff, but it's like, I did that. I'm like bouncing on a ball. And then I was like an active labor because I had Pitocin and all the things. So this is like a day. Like, it, and I wasn't getting really anywhere. I was in active labor for probably like six hours without any medication or anything and then I was like I am like so tired and I was yeah. like I'm not even that far along so I'm like I think I'm gonna get the epidural so then I decided yeah. to get the epidural um well before that I like went to they tried to birth me get me in the bath to, to labor that didn't work I made it to the toilet and you know what happens there so I just <laughs> so then I got the epidural then the epidural didn't work and so then I was having pitocin um in which makes your contractions yeah. like Extremely strong. So I was having back labor. My back seized up. I was oh, like, my God. It was this whole thing. It was like a, it was a, it was a scene. Um, 
And then at some point, I'm really bad with timelines, but the doctor and the nurse that we're in were like, we, because of the amount of Pitocin and everything that's happening, like, we think the baby's heart rate might be, like, being affected. So I yeah. think at this point we're, we should probably think about having a C-section. So then I started crying because I was just, like, in this whole, like, everything that had happened was a little bit, like, much. Yeah. <laughs> like, every, I was just kind of, like, every hour I was pushing through. Um, and was your and- doula there with you? She was. So we like we're having these conversations and we're like and my doula was amazing. My husband and her were like a great team. Um and so when they brought that to me, I was like I started crying because I was like, I don't like I don't feel like I've given it like my all. Like I don't know. I just feel like I like there's I have more to do. <laughs> like I feel like I haven't really gotten anywhere. Yeah. So then they had a doctor switch over and this woman came in and she's a doctor. She's been there for like 30 years. And she's like, all right. She's like, well, let's, let's have this, let's, let's have this baby. I was like, well, they like just told me that like, maybe I'm going to have a C-section. <laughs> and she's like, well, if we wanted to have a C-section, we would have, could have just scheduled one, but should we just try to have this the way, you know? And I was like, oh my God, yeah. like loved her energy. Are you an angel? Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And she's like, well, we, the, the baby's heart rate looks fine. I'm like, it's not bad. She's like, no, seems fine. We can just start the Pitocin over from a low dosage. And so I was like pretty excited that I'm like, oh, we're going to do this. Yeah. Um, so I got, I kept going. So this is, a, we've done a day. So I'm a day in. And so like they wiped down my daughter's birthday as like, you know, I'm like, oh, oh my God. We're not having a baby on December 9th. And so now we're on the 10th. And so I'm like, okay, I'm having a baby on the 10th. Um, and so then they, um, the, so then we just kept, I kept laboring, whatever. And I, they were like, okay, you're at a seven, you're at an eight. And like, I finally got to a nine. So she's like, it's working. She's like, you're just, it's just taking a little bit longer for your body to get there. So it was like around like midnight, I think. She said, she's like, you're at a nine. So she went to like check me to be like, I can't get my or the baby's head through. Like there's you can't start pushing because it's not elastic. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, can we wait like a couple more hours? I'm like, is there any risk? And she's like, she's like, no. Like my water had broken like 17 hours prior, but she was like, everything seems to be going well. She's like, if you want to wait another hour, I was like, yeah, let's wait another hour. Then it was like one in the morning. I was like, can we just wait like one more hour? <laughs> We're going to take a brief break so I can tell you about my favorite nursing bra. It took me a while before I bought a nursing bra with Aaliyah. I have no idea why, but then I found the Kindred Bravely Sublime Sports Bra, ordered it, love it. It's comfortable. I would work out in this thing. You can open it up whenever you want, feed the babe, close it. They have pajamas. They have pumping bras. You can get 20% off with code Hey Shayla. Let's get back to the show. So then I'm like there and I'm going, okay. Tell me what it's gonna feel like when I push. So I'm asking all the nurses. So I'm like, wait, getting- does it ever is your epidural working now? Um, they had to keep coming in every like two hours to put a bolus of medicine because otherwise I would have like extreme pain. I was like literally seizing, and I won't swear, but I was saying the f word like over and over again, saying I was gonna die. Because- <laughs> so the anesthesiologists were in like every two hours to like to pump this baby back up because it was like not in. I don't know medically how it wasn't like in the right spot or whatever it was. So that was miserable. So then I'm vomiting too. I was like really sick. I was vomiting this whole time. I just got really sick. That's how I broke my own water. I vomited and my water broke. Oh my God. You just broke your own water. Um, Like that's usually it doesn't come from both ends like that. No, it was, (laughs) I was like, wow, I'm impressive. You like talked to me about like my water needing to break and then I just vomit and it happens. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome, queen. Um, But I really wish I would have, it's funny. Timeline, I wish I had it a little bit better because I I have it, I started it in my phone and I have like the first like four hours and then it just went to shit from there. So um, it's not, um, but yeah, so that was working-ish, um, just not as as planned. Um, so what, this is going to be eventually an empowering C-section, and I'm shocked <laughs> that that's, that's the outcome of this. So oh, let's just keep going. <laughs> right. And I, and I will say, I will preface it with, I would do all of this again. Like, what? And I'm not like traumatized by any of this. Like I like, I, I think it's like really cool that I got through all of this, knowing the yeah. pain and like my my husband watching this was like, what is happening? Like, yeah. but like, 
I think this part that I've like even just told like in a really short um, way is like the mentality I have like when I work out or do something hard, you're like, okay, I just get through this, we get to the next hour, we just mm-hmm. get to this, and get to the next hour. So that's how I was like kind of going through it and my husband was in my ear like to help me to breathe. My doula was like rubbing my body down, yeah. she was massaging me, she was doing all the things to keep me comfortable. Um, and- totally supported and totally like in control as much as you could be by being like, we're doing work, doing another hour. Yes. And I think that's a key is that I think if I would have been just my husband and I in the situation without any support or any knowledge of anything, it would have felt chaotic. It would have felt scary. It would have felt like what is happening. But because I had like a team, the nurses were great. I had a great doula and my husband, like every, like, I wasn't alone and I knew mm-hmm. that I, everything we were doing everything we could and people were responding to me when I was asking for things. So, yeah. um, so it was good. So it was like a lot and I'm like, you kind of forget it. Right. So I'm like, yeah. I, I don't need to do that again. Um, and I will have a scheduled C-section the next time maybe I have. So yeah. this is empowering. Um, yeah. but, um, yeah, so we, we got to the point of like, you're only at nine centimeters. We th- like she's not engaging, like they're, this is what we have to do. So like they left the room, my doula was there, my husband, and they were like, are you okay, you know, with this decision? And I was kind of like, I mean, I was exhausted. We were on like 40 hours of Oh my God. I remember this actually, because you went black on Instagram because it's like, (laughs) oh, we're going into the doula. And then it was like quiet. And I was like, Dude, I hope she's okay. Like, oh my god, <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up because I didn't even think about that. Like, I was like, right, and whatever. But my family was being contacted when I did open my phone. There were the most messages I've ever received. Like, I'm sure. Oh my god, are you okay? Because like for those next like 24 hours, I was like in it. Yeah. Like I was yeah, very you much in texting it. people. No, like I like, story of me like doing my makeup and like bouncing on a ball. <laughs> <laughs> like the that's, first. <laughs> that's what I thought it was gonna be like. I'm like, I'm just gonna wait to do the baby mama dance at the hospital. Like that'd be per. And I, I was making my YouTube video talking about my birth story, and I was like, I don't even know where my phone was, and I was like. Oh, wait, I was doing hypnobirthing on my phone. I actually had my phone the whole time. I just like, no, there's nothing outside of the room is relevant. No, no, no. Like it's, and it's like, nobody can access you except yourself. Like I was like, just like in it. I don't know. And, and it was, it was one of those things where I was like, I, I never felt like I wasn't okay, which was, I think a huge part of it. And so when I made the decision, like, that was weird though, because <laughs> I think I was a little loopy too. Like I was like, yeah, like let's do it. And so then they're like, okay, we're going to prep you. And then your husband can come in like 15 minutes later after we prep you. Um, and let me just say this, anything I share is not to scare you. It's like, um, it's things I, I didn't know. And I like kind of find it like a little bit funny now because I'm just like, just these things. um, but know that I was cared for and safe. Um, but like <laughs> they wheel you away, like out of this room that I had been in for like two days. And I was yeah. like, I was like, wow, it's kind of nice to be out of that room. You know, I was like, I was like being on a tour or something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, where are we going? Yeah. This is all out here. This was outside of my room the whole time. <laughs> I was like, fun. Let's take another lap. Uh, but I was kind of glad because I did have the, have the epidural. So I was all set in that area that yeah. I was set up for that. Yeah. Um, but I was still throwing up a lot. So when I got into the, the OR, I was like throwing up a lot. And then they put you on your back yeah. and like your arms are at your side. Um, I think if you can envision like Jesus Christ on a cross, yeah. that, was like, <laughs> that was you, but you're like vomiting like on your back and then somebody's like catching it in a tub and then they're like have a big like dentist straw that like sucks your vomit off your face because I was like I was like so I'm just gonna throw up on my back they're like yeah I was like okay again nothing (laughs) tells you but if you're listening to this like be prepared that you might get because some of the meds they use I guess like make you even more nauseous and don't be afraid because they know what they're doing right right I I, that was not no I wouldn't think yeah no, I was like, this doesn't seem safe, but yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, so then I was, I mean, in the OR with 
my husband and I I did get like very I was very nervous I think a lot of it was a sleep deprivation I think if being a new mom at all you know that like no sleep is good for nobody right Um, so I probably wasn't in like the most sane mind so I was like a little bit nervous that I was like now going into surgery after doing all of the things and then because I was asking them about pushing now I'm asking the guys about me like so what is this gonna feel like or what am I gonna you know like am I gonna feel right Um, you know and you do you feel pressure when they're pulling the baby out which is another (sighs) weird thing I can't explain that he's like there she's coming out like this is the pressure I was telling you about and it kind of like (gasps) takes your breath away a little bit um but like the coolest thing for me and my husband was like we like locked eyes we were talking about like, do you think she's going to have brown hair or blonde mm. hair, or color, you know, and just like really trying to like connect about like, we are going to meet her like right yeah. now. And yeah. that was like, so cool. And I'm just bawling my eyes out. My, I had fake <laughs> eyelashes on. One of them was falling off my eyes. The photos are bad. <laughs> I think it's a good photo. <laughs> I look a little, a little ragged. <laughs> we expected, I think. But like, it was such a cool, like, and I, I, the anesthesiologists were talking about golf. So I handed them my phone and was like, could you please take video of my birth? Yeah. Because you need something to do. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly you're born here. Can you yes. please so, just record this? Okay. So I have some Good really for big, you. Yeah. So it's, which was also really special because I'm like, I don't know if I would have had that. No. It's the other way. So I have photos and I have videos and I like, I get to see my daughter. Like, I still cry when I watch the video. Like, I do too. I, it's so amazing. It's I'm so like, sweet. it's like, I can't even, like, it's so great. And I'm like, I call it, and this is mamas who have C sections, these babies are lifted up like VIP on like a helipad, like out of your stomach. And like, their heads are perfect because they haven't, you know, been like, in the birth canal. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like it was the coolest thing to like see her like be like raised up out of my stomach. Um and yeah, and now like I call like my scar like my tattoo cuz I'm not, like a tattoo person, but I'm, like it's like my birthing tattoo that I like have and I love and like um it was such a like a beautiful experience like that I I don't know, nothing about that moment was scary or awful. It was just like this intense emotion and love and I had somebody taking video footage and I had like I didn't realize also that if you don't have a planned c-section it's another fun fact that usually the whole NICU team is in the OR like there's like 15 people in there and I was like wow they like have a lot of people in here and then I told my friend who worked there I was like there's like so many people she's like oh yeah when you don't have a planned c-section the NICU team there is in case you know anything oh wow so I had like the reserves like no kidding so I'm like you just like feel like I mean it was just so cool, and it's, like, so bright in there, so you don't miss a beat. <laughs> <laughs> the lighting oh is fantastic, gosh. but it was just, like... The lighting is fantastic. <laughs> Speaking of lighting, the sun is going down, so I'm going to turn mine on. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, but... um, So, yeah, so I just... I mean, and then you get to... I had that moment with them. Like, they held her on me, like, next to my face, and um, they sew you back up. Literally, they get the baby out within, like, minutes, not even. Like, it's so fast how it they, like, literally within a couple of minutes. And then it takes about, like, I think it was, like, 30 to 40 minutes for them to, like, sew me back up. But it did not feel that long at all. So you're just, like, sitting there. Well, yeah, because you're just soaking up your baby while they're doing it, right? Yeah. You're just, they're like, right. it's so weird. It's, like, they're on the other side. But it is also cool that it's, like, they've done so many of these that it's, like, another day at the office for them. So I also think I felt, like, really, like you know, at home and safe. I was like, these people know what they're doing. Like this doctor yeah. doing this for, for 30 years, you know, and Collins came out and she was like, Hey sugar. And I was <laughs> like, that's so cute. Like, you know, it's just like, I don't know. So my experience, although it was 43 hours of labor, 41 weeks and three days, like to me, I'm like, that is how she was like meant to come into this world. Like I don't like, there is no other story that is mine because I'm a chaotic person. So, <laughs> of chaotic, you know, it's like, it just like makes sense. And so that's for me, like where I say, I think the trauma comes when they're, when you don't feel supported, or maybe you don't know all your options um, or the unknown or any of that. Yeah. I just felt like along the way I knew everything that was happening. Um, oh, and I will say this, that, Medicine is amazing because I, when they opened me up, I had the start of a uterus infection. 
So, and my um, placenta. I was like, can I see my placenta? They're like, it actually was calcifying. Um, so it had like white hard spots. So it was like, your placenta has a, a shelf life, right? So like right. The, people kept on telling me like, well, you could wait till 42 weeks. You don't have yeah. to do this. And like, I knew within me that I didn't want that. And so it's like, I say like, listen to your intuition. And then also they thought she had um, moved because we did some like techniques like, um, what is it so. uh, Yeah. And she, we thought she, we had moved her, but she was in fact like stuck behind like my pelvis. So she wasn't going to come out regardless. So like those three factors Whoa. Were, were enough for me to go, okay. Yep. I got out healthy. My baby got out healthy. Right. It was an emergency C-section. Um, and yeah, I, it, it, there, it could not have happened on any other way. Um, because although wow. I had a lot of pain and all of that stuff, nothing I wasn't in any danger, and Collins wasn't in any danger at any point, and so I don't think um, it felt traumatic to me. I just thought, and by the way, I've never had a baby before, so I'm just thinking this is maybe how some people do it. It is, yeah. Yeah. Well, it is how a lot of people do it. Right, for sure. And it's funny because my girlfriend had her baby three and a half weeks before me, and she was in the exact same room at the exact same hospital, and she had like a three-hour labor and oh so I was like really hopeful yeah you're like oh well this is perfect I'll just do it the same way she did yeah good birthing juju I was like oh this my gosh uh, so yeah so it was wild and then you go into recovery and recovery is kind of wild because they're if you choose to breastfeed they hand you your baby and you're a little bit out of it and they're having the baby latch and Colin's latch too shallow and so I had some nipple issues for a little oh. bit but um yeah, and then you stay at the hospital longer. So you're there. I was there for three extra days being taken care of. And back to my laceration. So I had fear around that because they, after you have a C-section, they take out your catheter, um, which does not hurt by any means. Um, it doesn't hurt going in or going out, just for people to know that. So have I some would have thought pain. it hurt. Okay, so good. Yeah, it doesn't. And so they were like, but we need you to go to the bathroom. Well, I was so scared because the last time I had gone yeah. to the bathroom, it was more pain than any of the pain. And so I like couldn't go to the bathroom. And then they keep they come in and do like an ultrasound of your bladder and they seize the four quadrants of your bladder, how much pee is in each quadrant. And if it gets to a certain amount, they have to recath you. And I was like, I don't want to be recath. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just need to like, you know, so <laughs> in the bathroom, I'm like have the shower on i have the the, the sink on taking some I'm, deep breaths oh yeah you put pep they put peppermint in this pan below me because apparently that's supposed to like um get your body to like to go what? and they're like just don't think about going to the bathroom and i was like <laughs> how am i supposed to do that You're like, like we're literally creating environment for this <laughs> but, yeah. but i don't need so, to think about it so yeah so after that you so i mean for me it was hard to go to the bathroom it took me hours but she was like I'm gonna need you she like went, went away one time she's like I'm gonna need you to go to the bathroom and I was like oh my god oh, I have like yeah, this yeah. and like I couldn't do it so I like peeked out and she wasn't there yet I'm like I gotta do this again and I did it and it was like wasn't painful because my laceration okay. had, had healed. healed in that time oh my god so I was like and also a reason why it was good that I had a c-section because I think it would have been really painful for me because that was like the most painful oh. part of it so I'm like are you kidding <laughs> this la peeing on this laceration was the most painful part of these 40 hours. Mm -hmm. Well, that and the, the back spasms when my epidural didn't work. But I'm telling you, if you've ever had somebody stab a, a knife. Well, no, that, I mean, I feel like I can sympathize with the pain because that was my first pee after I delivered. I was like, it was funny because... I don't know when you're in labor, like we said, nothing matters. There's you're, you're inaccessible, whatever. So I joke that I'm walking around like an orangutan, just naked, like <laughs> boobs, belly everywhere, going in the tub, getting out of the tub, no big deal. And then after she was born, I'm like, Oh my gosh, where is my, do I have a robe or a shirt or something? Like all of a sudden I was conservative. Everybody just yeah. watched a baby come out of me. Like, <laughs> what am I concerned about? They're watching this baby latch on my boob. And so I've got two women walking me to the bathroom and nobody prepped me, which I think I'm glad for Cause maybe I wouldn't have been able to pee. I don't know. But when I peed, I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Very painful. So and, yeah, I was like, I was like jumping off the seat. Like it was yeah. like I would cry. And then they're feeding all these fluids because I. They, oh my god! So then I had to go to the bathroom even more. A lot. Yeah, oh. and I was like, I can't. And then I was getting like 
and they're like, it's not good that you're not going to the bathroom. I'm like, well, I'm scared to go yeah. to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, I'm actually scared to go to the bathroom because it like hurts so bad. So it's just like those things that like I didn't think of and like I don't even still know like what it was and like yeah, that's so yeah. weird. But I will say like advocate for yourself because I right. was I was like, no, this isn't from sensitivity from your gloves. This right. isn't from I'm like I felt an actual moment. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know my body enough. I'm like, right when the pee comes out, yeah. that's where it hurts. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like <laughs> I like I'm a five year old. I'm like, uh, but yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. So it was just like one of those things where it was like, uh but um yeah like it's it was how it was meant to happen. And I feel like even when I tell my story, I'm like, that is so much stuff to get through. And then to have this like beautiful experience at the end um, that I don't even care how I, how it happened. Like right. I'm not like, now like, this is Colin's my C-section baby. I'm like, right. this is Colin's. Like I will say I was in labor for 43 hours and you know, whatever, like that is like the, I did that work. Um, and so how she got here, like to me, and I know a lot of people will say, like, it doesn't matter just as long as I got here and healthy, but it also matters about the mom. Like, it also matters that you get here in a good state of mind so you're not traumatized for the rest of your life. Totally. So, I don't know. For me, I think support and having a doula was probably the game changer because I've talked to some moms that have had C-section that didn't have a doula and had longer scenarios like I did. And it was traumatic because if you've never gone through it, and you're there with your partner and you're like, what on you're earth both- is happening? Yeah. And then the C-section sounds like surgical and medical and like things are going wrong when that's happening. Right. You know, it's like you could probably spin out of control. And I'm also somebody who does work on myself. So I'm very like self-aware and like I, again, like all the self-talk and like all of that. So if you're also not that type of person, you may like not have coping me- mechanisms or ways to get through it. So. Right everybody's individual, but I do think it's important, like we've talked about, to be like, C-sections can be empowering. They can be comical. They can be, you know, like magical. I don't know. I just like, and now for me, a lot of people will want to try to have a V-back. For me, I'm like, nope, girlfriend this time is going to shower. I'm going to have my lashes on because, you know, I'm like, I didn't get that experience. <laughs> schedule it for 7 a.m. on a Tuesday and I'm going to show up and I'm going to, you know, do some breath work and I'm going to have a different experience. Like, yeah. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, that's, it's, it's my story. So what kind of work, what kind of education did you do going into labor? <laughs> not a lot just with uh, your doula just with my doula I literally okay I was like I bought some books I bought a lot of books yeah I didn't read a lot of books um because I, I remember watching you I was like oh my god Shayla is so informed <laughs> and because I was like obsessing over it like my birth my labor day or whatever felt like my wedding day like I was looking forward I mean I'm not married yet but to me I was more excited about this what do you call it? Birthday, Labor Day, whatever. Yeah. Like most people, I think, think about their wedding. So I was like learning all the things and asking all the questions. And I was just like so fascinated with it. And yeah, that's. Yeah. And I think, and maybe I would have, I always think like with COVID, like I just like in the pandemic, I was just so overwhelmed with everything that I didn't want like one more thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't do newborn classes. I read one book called Like a Mother, which I like highly recommend because I loved the perspective on it. It was like a modern day, like feminist kind of. Oh, interesting. Really, really good. A lot of like stories and just, I don't know, made me feel good. So I was like, I got that one under my belt. I'm good. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But my doula was amazing. So it's like she came and and did like gave us tons of education um, about like the birthing process, all the questions, all of our options in the hospital. She came and did some like, you know, like birthing technique, like shaking the apple tree and using Mm -hmm. the rebozo and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And then she was there and actually had a backup doula because my doula was, so I tested positive for COVID in October. And so then I had to, or sorry, I was sick in October. I tested in November before I was supposed to give birth on December 2nd. And then I was tested positive. So I think I had COVID in October. So then I had to quarantine. And I was like, oh, my God, if I go into labor. And then the day before my um, scheduled due date, my doula called me and said that she had been exposed. And I had met another doula through her network. I had had a call with her. So she ended up being my doula. But my doula was on the phone a lot. So I had my doula on my phone. I had a backup doula. Oh, my gosh. Who stayed with us for the full 
full time I was there. What? If she didn't get to be there, they don't let them come into the OR or they didn't oh, drink. Oh, man. So then she had to leave before I even had the baby. I was like, thanks for being here. Oh, my um, gosh. So that was kind of weird. But, but I feel like it's nice to have those conversations with somebody like a doula so that they know, okay, Liz really wants unmedicated. She doesn't care about Pitocin. She wants this. She doesn't care about this. And like kind of know where you're at to then advocate for you when you are out of your mind and you're just like trying to do something else to have somebody else that understands both sides, understands you, understands the hospital and the medical side and can that be your advocate and to sort of like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, just so you can get through, I think you're making and you're doing enough Let's just say you're doing enough that you don't need to be making all these other really important decisions in that moment. Like it's not, I don't think I would be in the state of mind to be like, yeah, I think I'm going to make a really important decision (laughs) while I like am in all this pain and you know, all of that. So I think, um, yeah, it's just like having that support is so important and doulas aren't that expensive and you can engage them in the process whenever you want. Like if you, like I have people that know that are having C-sections and they just want somebody to mentally prepare them for the C-section. Yeah. And you can engage a doula to be like, help me get into the right mindset to right. go into the C-section. Right. Or whatever. Well, so. And then partners, a lot of time we expect them to be like on it and like our major support and all these things. But I mean, a hospital setting can be really intimidating and they don't know what the hell's going on and they're trying to support you. But then there's these other things going on. They're like, I don't think she said she wanted that, but I don't know the name of that thing. I'm not really better. <laughs> For sure. And it's, they're seeing us. And like, I, I think of like roles reversed. If I saw Dan doing what I was oh doing, my God. noises I was making, <laughs> I mean, I was like a like a wildebeest in the <laughs> forest. Like I, I, I heard myself make some noises that were quite interesting. So, yeah. you know, like that probably sends them into like a, yeah. what, <laughs> you know, it's like, they probably shouldn't be making the decisions either. Like yeah. about this one, we're all like calm, cool, collected in our kitchen at our home. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Beforehand to know what's going. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. All right. We're going to talk about probiotics. Love bug probiotics specifically. I took these probiotics all through pregnancy, all postpartum, and now I'm giving them to my toddler as she's more on solids and less on breast milk. During pregnancy, it helps my gut biome. It helps seed the gut biome for my baby. And we know that a healthy gut contributes to a healthy immune system. You can take their prenatal probiotics right along with your prenatal vitamins. And they have a subscription option. So you can just get them delivered to you exactly when you run out. I do not like subscription things, but I love them for my vitamins so that I never have to run out. I have an affiliate code, hey Shayla, for 15% off. I hope you love them. Let's get back to it. Okay, so then postpartum, because I... I'm going to say this and you tell me if it's right or wrong. So you, I think a big part of your identity is working out. It's people, it's connecting, but it's also working out and pushing yourself and waking up at 5 a.m. and having like the physical body, but also like the mental uh, stamina that comes with working out. And so postpartum, you don't have that same physical and maybe mental body. But that's an identity shift. And I feel like a lot of women postpartum have some sort of identity shift. Like for me, it was my travel was gone. My freedom was gone. My liberty and my all these things (laughs) were totally gone because of COVID, but also because of this newborn. And I feel like for you, maybe it was the physical piece. And you were so graceful with yourself from what I saw on social media, I didn't, I didn't see you at midnight crying in your bed. I don't know. <laughs> like I did, but I, I just felt like you were sort of like, you would show pictures of your body and just be like, this is what, this is a shelf. This is a, a C-section <laughs> shelf. And I was like, Whoa, I didn't know that that was a thing. <laughs> you would talk about all these things so raw and then be like, all right, now I'm going to work my ass off and let's see what happens. Yeah. I, it was a, <laughs> And you're right. Like I, and I don't think I, I don't think I recognize that I like tied so much of like my worth or my identity to like my physical body. And I'll be the first one to be like, I now know I did. Um, and, um, I think starting out in my pregnancy when I wasn't able to work out, that was one shift. And I was like, this sucks. Yeah. But then to have it extended to be like, 
you actually can't do anything. You know, they say six weeks, right? But uh, with a C-section, I was still bleeding yeah. eight weeks afterwards. I mean, it was, and I had extreme water retention. My legs were like two redwood trees. Uh, still, <laughs> they put so much fluid in my body in two days. I've never seen something like this. I was like putting on my Instagram, like, will somebody drop me off compression socks? And my mom was like, and you posted your ankles. Oh my God. I didn't have ankles. <laughs> I had, I had water bags on both of my lower, on my lower half. I was literally in the hospital with my husband as he's helping me put on a diaper and my legs are like, <laughs> like, like shifting in the wind. And I'm like, I am like an old woman in like a, like a nursing home, which was completely oh like, you know, it was just like, I had never, Humbling, I'm sure. Oh my God. And they're like, it'll go away. Mm-hmm. I'm like, will it? I brought sweatpants to the hospital. The sweatpants did not fit on my legs. My <gasps> husband had to leave to get me a dress from home because I couldn't fit my legs into these oh, sweatpants. Really? And then none of my shoes fit. So I left <laughs> the hospital in wool socks and it's snowing in December. So I'm leaving the hospital in a dress. <laughs> And wool socks. I'm like, this is not what you see on Instagram. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, so I'm like, this is cute. I'm like, am I really going to, are you going to drive the car up? I'm like, <laughs> so, I mean, like, again, did not expect it. So you're kind of like, well, I guess this is me, you know, <laughs> like, oh, oh my God, you're killing me. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, so I go home and my legs are massive. My mom's like, used to be a nurse. And she's like, I'm like, kind of worried. Like, you're, oh my God. You know? And like, and as you know, when your baby is new, like they don't, they cry a lot at night. So I'm yeah. like pacing back and forth in our place with these, my legs just like swelling up even more. I'm like, Dan, you got to get up. I can't be on my feet anymore. Wait, is that a problem though? Was that a problem? What? Or just, they said it was just going to go away. Yeah, because because I was so sick during my labor, they were pumping me full of fluids and like IV, like sugar water or whatever it was. Yeah. And so at one point she was like, I'm going to need to stop giving you fluid because I don't want you to retain so much water. And I was like, how much can I really retain? <laughs> you can retain a lot of water. I probably went home heavier than when I went in. Like wow. I was, it was, I was filled. So you just wait. And so then at night you're just sweating, like just sweating. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it was disgusting. I yeah. was... I smelled like a onion, a wet onion. <laughs> it was a wet onion. So I don't know. Maybe I just like, like I love you, Dan. Don't leave me. One thousand percent. I'm like talking about like give me my robe. I was like nobody can see me. Yeah. Like, this is. I mean, so humbling. And I mean, everybody was probably just treading real gently and lightly <laughs> around because like we don't want to set her off because. I think I had just kind of accepted, like, this is now this what is it's me. going to be. But I will say, after the two weeks, it went down significantly. Two weeks? Two weeks. What? And not even gone. I look at pictures back now of me, because I, like, documented all this, that yeah. I, even like, six months postpartum, there was fluid in my body that I was hanging on to that was not fat. It was, Wild. like, fluid. So, yeah, things they don't tell you. Well, they... Kind of do, I guess. Well, but. everyone's different, though. That's the thing. It's like you can't really prepare you for all the things. What no. are you said that you're like pregnancy is an a la carte menu, man. Pick, pick your poison. Like you don't get to pick, but you might get one of these. You might get one of these. <laughs> <laughs> bags of water as legs, Dude. and it's like people that like also go through a C-section. Like you're not going to necessarily have that happen to you because right. I was in labor for two two days. So it's like my body was going through some things. Like some people have a C-section and they're just like, they're fine. It's just their scar and they're like, and your second one's going to go. Exactly. It's going to be like, or whatever happens, you know, we're open to it. Maybe I go into labor and I like, I'm like, what I had a vaginal birth. (laughs) (laughs) That would be wild. Um, But yeah, it's just like one of those things. And I was lucky because with my recovery, I could stand up straight. Like some people aren't able to like, I kept on taking little trips to the bathroom and just making sure I was walking a lot to like, get my body like not like yeah I didn't want to like be horizontal I wanted to move and whatever but I did eight weeks I was still bleeding and I went and before that I went to my six-week appointment they're like you can work out and have sex now and I was like not happening not happening for a really long time (laughs) thank you no yeah thank you uh that's not happening um and my sister came I think like month two or something she's like we got to get you out of these 
diapers. <laughs> she was like, why are you still wearing these diapers? I was like, well, because they're comfortable and they go over my no. C-section. Stop it. <laughs> but it was like, I was just like in this, like, I'm just healing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you were just embracing it. You were and just I was, this. I, I was home and I like, I didn't feel like, I mean, you'd have to recover. And so like a month yeah. after I saw on my Instagram, like I did my first workout on like January 29th, which not a workout. It was like moving my body. I don't know, like probably doing some air squats or something just to like yeah. whatever. But I didn't start working out, working out until month three. Okay. Yeah. March, end of March. I gave birth beginning of December. So I literally gave myself that time and I just had to tell myself. Good for you. I am not doing anything. I don't want to screw this up. I don't know what I'm doing, which is also a problem with C-sections. Like there should be, you know, some education or you should have like a PT assigned to you. Um, and I think I found it through you, the expecting and empowered stuff that I did in like pelvic floor um, PT on my own at home. And I was like very dedicated to that. So that's what my movement was for like the first three months. I was yeah. like, I'm going to do this. So like my pelvic floor is like good and I haven't had any issues, but then I got a personal trainer and I work out three days a week. And I was just like very committed to like, getting back to myself. And like you said, like that intensity was what I miss. Like yeah. that's the part of me that I miss, like, you know, schlepping around in my robe for three months. It was, you know, kind of the time of our world. I was lucky. It was winter. It was a pandemic still. Nobody was really out doing anything. And so I think that really helped me to be like, this is fine. I'm fine. I'm not missing out on anything. No. And I think the timing of me being pregnant it happened because of that. Like, I think I would have gone crazy if like I had a baby in the summer and there was no pandemic and people were out and about and I would be like, oh, man, it would have been different. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I just, yeah, I gained, I mean, I gained 45 pounds or 50 pounds, something like that when I was pregnant. And um, now I'm a, well, I'm almost a year postpartum, but eight months after starting to work out. And yeah. I'm like, you know, getting back to like my body of, Free. yeah. Like, and just feeling more like me, like it's just right. taking time with an ex with a C-section, you feel this like kind of like pulling, like where like the scar is. And so when I would do like lunges, you know, if you'd like step back, you'd feel this like pull. Really? So it kind of like dialed you back without you having, you're like, no, my body is telling me like, not we're yet. not ready to do that. And like one time I like ran across the street and I felt, I was like, whoa, what was that? Like I could like feel like where my uterus is. Like, I'm like, I can identify what? where the things are. Like I just, wild. so like more, you know, so it wasn't, I don't think it was, it was harder for me pregnancy in my pregnancy to have working out taken away from me and all of that. And then once I was postpartum, I think I was so kind of like far down that road that I was like, okay, we're just going to continue to take this slowly. And because my body kind of just guided the way I just was like, I'll do the things when I feel safe to do them. And um, I feel like I've done a good job. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's what I was going like, to say. Now that you've, now that you're in the flow, I'm just like, shit girl you're doing it again like you're just like back into it and yeah that's and I think that it, I think you're right I think it is just feeling not just physically like yourself but mentally like yourself and getting back into the routine that you were in and pushing yourself like you can and all those things it just it's hard postpartum yeah and it's also like now that I've done all that really hard shit like now this stuff that's like I think it's like less hard because I'm like, oh, like I've done way harder things than this. Yeah. Like, like if I just keep at this, like just one I more just, hour. Yeah, just one more hour. <laughs> I like to do this. And it's like you show up, like I have so much, I'm just like a very energized person. And so if I don't get that energy out, it just like sits there. And I think that's like really bad for me. So it's like it's my time in the morning to go like be me, do me. I come back, I'm like, I'm like in the best mood because it's like yeah. therapy, you know, I'm like it's just so good for me. And I, I will say, though, it's like it's humbling because I'm like, my husband is never going to find me attractive ever again. I was like, you know, and he's like, I love you, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and I'm like yeah, yeah. in my head, I'm like, this is what happens. This is relationships. Just like, <laughs> die. You know, like in my head, I'm thinking like and these are, you know, it's like it's silly things. But it's like when it's your body, you're like, is this? Oh, yeah. Mine ever again. And it is. And like he's so proud of me, too. So it's like fun to like have them like cheer you on and like I ask for personal training as my push present so if you guys are into push presents right ask for some things that are going to make you feel good about yourself and maybe not just like a nice handbag or something right. I don't know. it was like I wanted something that was like gonna like push me to like 
be who I know I wanted to be, even right. though personal training sounded like awful. Cause I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do the work, but I know that I like will yeah. be a better person when I move my body again, because it's all connected for me. And well, and I like that you shared it all on Instagram because you were sharing I mean, you shared those photos. I know exactly what you're talking about with the legs. I know exactly what you're talking about with the ankles. I know exactly like, I like I said, the C-section shelf. And and then now you get to share, look, this is my hard work. And it's, I feel like, do you ever get like bad messages? Like, oh, we're just going to talk about body things or anything like that. I remember you getting like some flack when you were, talking about how you had such a great day on this pregnancy and people were like, Oh, it must be so nice. And you're like, Whoa, <laughs> you clearly haven't been watching because I've been crying on camera. And now today's finally a good day. And I'm talking about it. Yeah. And I kind of shut those people down pretty quickly. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, we're all human. And I think I do a very good job at showing like all sides of things. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm not just like showcasing the bad and I'm not just showcasing the good. Like, it's just my life. And we all know that life is like messy. Mm -hmm. But I also was like, for me being in like the fitness industry before, I didn't have an example of somebody that had to put in the work. I saw people bouncing back or what I thought they had, or people that were genetically really skinny and just were able to get back, which good for you as well. But it's like, for me, I didn't have an example. And so I was like, And it was very healing for me because I'm like, I'm going to show this. And a lot of times I showed it like after I was out of it because I, I, it was so vulnerable that I'm like, I was like embarrassed to be like, this is who I am right now, which sounds so silly. But I think we've all felt that to be like this. I had like these expectations who I needed to be or what I wanted to be for myself. And I wasn't. And so for me, what I've learned through my community on social media in general is that the more you share, the more people feel less alone. And so I've gotten more messages about like, cause no, everybody's seen the hard work that I put in. Yeah. Nobody's like, you know, and like, well, unless I, nice no, to bounce back. You're like, yeah, I'm like bounce back, like working your ass off. But I like <laughs> even had a friend that I went, did a workout with and she's like, Oh my God, you had better abs than everybody in that class. Do you ever get people that just are like, Oh my God, you know? And I'm like, maybe in real life, if they don't know my situation, they would think that way. But I do feel like I've, shared that like this is hard work and anybody can achieve whatever their ideal is. It doesn't have to be mine, but it's like you can with like hard work and consistency. And I've also said I haven't been dieting because I used to concentrate so much on food that like for me, I'm like when I'm going to be working out, I'm going to be working out hard. I'm going to sweat and I'm going to put myself through a little bit of hell, but I'm going to feel great afterwards. And that's just kind of like the plan I put in place for myself. And I think if you do put a plan in place for yourself, it's beneficial because like dieting is not going to be my thing. Working out's going to be my thing. And I wanted to do and I wanted to enjoy and I wanted to be a mom and all the things um, in a sustainable way because I kept on reminding myself, like, this is not – you didn't just have a baby in these for these couple months. Like, you have a baby for the rest of your life. Yeah. So, like, what do you want your life to look like? Because this baby's right. going to grow up and you're going to get older as well. And so it's like, what did I want that to look like? And so I feel like I, I did share a lot because I wanted people to know that, like, it's – it's very common to go through what I went through. It's just not talked about. Right. And I also don't get mad about it because I understand how vulnerable it is. And I want to give like women so much credit that everything we go through is so freaking hard. Yeah. And that like, that should be acknowledged more because it's like to have your body taken away from you to have the scar or to have the experiences that we do. And then to be like, all right, go back into the real world. Hope you're good. And take care of that human and raise them to be great. I mean, it's like so much pressure. Right. I just like, for me, I was like, if I can alleviate any pressure off of anybody that comes behind me. Right. And this year has gone by so fast. That's what's so crazy too. I'm like, it's, I've done a lot of work, but it's gone by like that. So this next time I'll know just, it will happen. Right. You just have to give it the time because your body, it does what it's supposed to do. So. Right. Yeah, I agree. And I think for you, it's the, the working out, like, and the pushing yourself and just the movement where I think a lot of women have a hard time in general, just figuring out what their thing is because Mm -hmm. now they're like, for me, it was people. I was like, okay, I miss people. I need to figure out how to find people. And that's this podcast. And some people it's, they, I don't know, repair furniture or whatever, but you lose those things when you're taking care of a human full time, you like, don't have the time to do those. And, you know, and I think you're right of just like 
committing to it and doing a little bit every single day and figuring out how you can pull those pieces back into your life in a sustainable way and still take care of another human. And I think figuring that out is really important and giving yourself grace that like, yeah, it is hard and you just have to take some time to figure out how to do it and, and that it'll eventually, you'll eventually get there because I feel like the first year you're still in the first year is insane. Well, you're almost down. We're almost, you're almost here one year, but yeah, like, I don't know. I just feel like it's a whirlwind and you're just trying to figure everything out and sets off of work. maybe. <laughs> um, but it's just, I don't know. Yeah. I felt like after a year, I could kind of like take a deep breath and be like, okay, what are we going to do now to like try and get things back to normal or feel normal again? Yeah. And it's so important that you like look at your family and what's right for your family because it's, it is, I think it's great to read the books. It's great to read people's Instagram, yeah, do all the things, but then also like know what the priorities are for your family and what makes sense for you. And I know it comes from like a, a privileged standpoint to be like, Oh, I got a personal trainer or whatever. There's days that I was working on at home as well. Like, you know, it's like, it's finding that, like that thing that yeah. you can stay consistent with, you know, yeah. or if it's like, for me, I was like, cooking's not a priority. So I'm ordering out and I'm going to support local businesses. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I was like, but you just have to find like what makes sense for your lifestyle, what brings you like a little bit of joy. And then also ask your partner or any yeah. your family. Your partner's not, yeah, they're not insane yet. They're like, they're still the same person. They don't have all the hormones and all the experiences. <laughs> Seth would come up with like the most basic solutions to my problems that would just melt my brain because I can't function properly still. <laughs> yeah. My the brain hormone... power is not there. <laughs> no. And that's something too, like you're not in the right, like engage some... <laughs> Outside help. And that's another, the main reason why I got a trainer, I can work myself out. I know all these things, but I was like, I'm going to need somebody to just tell me what to do because yes. there's no way in hell I'm coming up with this programming on my own, you know, and even like expecting the power. <laughs> like I'm buying, I'm buying that so I can just read it and I'll do yes. it. So it's like, you sometimes just need to like outsource, like mm -hmm. what's going to make you feel better. If it's a sleep consultant, get yourself a sleep consultant right. you can sleep. I just feel like you just got to find and treat yourself to something that like is going to make your life a hell of a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We did a meal service for like the first month or two, just like, just deliver my food so I can warm it up and be nourished. <laughs> and you invest in that and yeah, it's expensive. And so is a personal trainer and so is the food service, but like you need to choose the things that are going to give you sanity yeah or ask for your baby shower and yeah. skip all the unneeded toys like just give me gift cards to restaurants or whatever it yes. is yeah because you can it's same with getting married and you're not married yet, but when you do it's like do what like there is a structure and there's things that people do but like don't do those things do things that like you like to do right like yeah. i don't know i digress I but i just yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it just takes time to get back to yourself in a lot of ways. And I'm like, wow, I'm like almost two years into this, like from when it started it's to now where I am. And I'm like, it is wild. It is like so worth it. It is humbling. Um, but I think you do back to the silver lining, like look, focus on the good stuff, like sit in the shit for a little bit, but then find solutions to get out of it. So you can like, be back to yourself, be a good mom, be a good partner and do all of those things because it's totally possible. And also like, if you're not okay, then like get help to be okay. Yeah. So okay. Not to be okay. I had like postpartum or first trimester depression, which I didn't know was a thing. Is that a thing? Um, it is. Cause I had it. I don't know. Okay, I think I had it this pregnancy. Yes. So it's nobody talks about it. I cried like uncontrollably. Yes. Just, like, and I felt nuts, like, yep. like your period times, like 1 million. What? So I was like, what? And I thought I was like, I mean, there were days I was like, I'm not okay. Yep. And I'm like, I don't know how else to say it, but I just know I'm not okay. And like, there's videos of me like crying on Instagram. Yeah. On. Like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, like somebody didn't like call the police. Right. <laughs> but like, quite honestly, it's like, it's okay not to be okay during any part of the process. Right. Postpartum in the beginning, whatever, mm -hmm. like it's, 
it's okay to not be okay when you're pregnant and have a baby because yeah. And I think just like asking for the help, like even my babysitter, I'm like, sorry, the house is a mess. I need to unload the dishwasher. I need to reload the dishwasher. I need to do that. She's like, do you need me to do anything? I was like, no, you don't need to. Of course not. You don't know where the dishes go. Don't worry about just watch the baby. Like I'm driving home from Costco. I'm like, why didn't I just ask her to like, we don't have, it's our kitchen's pretty small. Like it'd be pretty easy to figure out where the bowls go. Right. And just being paid. Yeah. Yeah. And just Cause she was like, yeah, I can, no, 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 no. I'm the same. It's it's like all a work in progress. And that's the thing is you don't have it all figured out like now. Like it's like it's kind of fun to like relearn this like I don't know thing that we've never not relearn. I guess learn something new that we never. <laughs> I'm like I'm not getting anything. I'm in it. First timer, yeah. <laughs> but it's like kind of fun to be like I don't I don't know. Don't pretend to know. I'm like I don't like I tell our Danny all the time. I'm like I'm kind of chaotic. If you can't tell. So if you have any tips, you know, I'm like, I'm not like, like she probably knows more than I do about kids. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> what is just this give me some pointers. If you see me doing something wrong, just tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're here to coach me. Okay. Oh my gosh. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all about the C-section story. That was honestly wild. Cause as you're starting it, I'm like, this is not what, this is sounds pretty terrible. And you're like, and then it was beautiful. And I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) It was beautiful. Like, and it was, and just like, just being grateful in the end and being like, well, this is exactly as it was supposed to be. And just, it's hard, I think for people to do that a lot of times, but I think just having that support and that education and all of that was helpful. And then sharing your postpartum story on your social media and then here as well, I think, I think is empowering because I think a lot of everybody struggles with that. Your body is completely different. Yeah. I mean, women in general, I think have just the connection to their body. I mean, a man would have the same thing if you went through what we, it's just not normal to just be like, yeah, I'm okay with it. Right. It's, that's just not the reality of it. And so, um, yeah, I think my Instagram is a, I would say it's like the physical depiction of, everything that I went through, like mentally, because it's all, it was all mindset. That's how I got through it. That's how I got to where I am. That's how I made my C-section be what it is. You know what I mean? It's just a mindset shift and it takes practice too. So it's like, if you're struggling with, if you, if you have a C-section, it's like, get to work now. Yeah. (laughs) That's my advice. You know, it's like, start working on what those feelings would be right? and start to like, be proactive about it. That's, I mean, it's the best I got because right because it's okay not to be okay and it's okay yeah. to go get help and it's okay to talk to someone about it and and there are therapists specifically for postpartum for a reason. Like, mm-hmm. I yeah, I think that that's yeah, I agree with you. Well, thank you so much. Always fun to chat with you. If I bump into you at the mall or on a scheduled podcast, I love it. (laughs) I will hopefully see you at an event soon. It's a goal of mine to get to one of those, maybe a calm one. Yeah. (laughs) Like a meditation. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'll send you away. The exact opposite of the one that I'm going to. <laughs> I know. You go to some wild ones. All right. Thank you so much. I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please share with somebody you think would love. And I would be so honored if you would subscribe to the podcast and leave a comment and rating below so I can know what you guys are digging, what you want more of just connect with you a little better. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.